Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. With me in the studio today, I have one of my very, very special dear friends, Dr. Dr. Lillian. Thank you for being here today. Oh, I'm so excited. Yes, I love talking to you. We always just have such I lovely know. talks. And <laughs> every time we talk, yeah, I feel right. that this is something that people need to hear what you've got to say. And you've been on TV with me before and we've done conferences together. So I'm just thrilled to have you on the podcast and just introduce yourself to the listeners. Well, it's good to be here. Thank you for having me, Caroline. I'm Lillian Lockett-Robertson board-certified obstetrician, gynecologist, and I am just so amazed to have you as my friend, and I'm excited to be here with you today. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so now we've got so many issues. As a board-certified OBGYN, there's so many topics that we can talk about, so I know that also in addition to that, I'm going to start with the other side of what you do first, because you're married to a pastor, so you co-pastor a church in Washington, Washington, Washington. and Mm -hmm. you are doing all kinds of amazing projects, so it's just on my heart, because we were just speaking about it now and it's so wonderful so let's start there and then we'll come back to the the medical stuff well wonderful wonderful well you know as I said earlier I'm a physician OBGYN and I grew up in Houston and it's really interesting uh, for 22 years I was a private practitioner in obstetrics and gynecology and uh, about five years ago I was invited to Washington to speak at a women's conference on women's health my husband had been married before his wife died of, of cancer and so the women in his ministry invited a physician, a female physician, up to talk to the women about being good stewards of their health yeah. and just as a tribute to the pastor's wife who had passed. And I met my husband. Oh my and gosh, so, and that's such a cool yeah. story. <laughs> and, you, know, you didn't know when you were going to speak that day, you had, had some other plans happening in your I life. I had so. no idea. <laughs> I had no idea. So we dated for about a year. Uh, what was really interesting, my husband, uh, after I spoke, he flew into Houston and took me to dinner and flew oh. right back. And so I oh, says, there's something romantic. unusual about this guy. Yeah. And so we dated for a year and got married. We had two weddings. I had a wedding in Houston. I like that. And a big, huge wedding there and big bridal party. And then oh, we beautiful. married again to the work that he's doing in Bremerton, Washington. Oh, that's so, so beautiful. So two weddings, two I wedding dresses. To that. I want another one. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. But I... I'm now I wear the hat of a pastor's wife, that's so that's a new experience for me. And you're still practicing, though. You're still, I'm still practicing. I work in obstetrics and gynecology at mm-hmm. St. Joseph's Hospital uh, in Tacoma, Washington. And so, uh, with the congregation, I lead the women's ministry mm-hmm. at our church. And so, it's a it's a new role, but it's oh, it's really good, and I'm enjoying amazing. it, and embracing it. So now you're teaching in wellness in your in your community. Absolutely, absolutely. One of the things that was so important to me when Mm -hmm. I came to the ministry uh, about five years ago was to introduce uh, a health and wellness initiative Mm -hmm. to our congregation. You know, for many years, uh, we as Christians, we tend to, you know, not... Neglect the body. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. We're not as good stewards of our body as we should be. And the earth with the eating. And the earth with our eating. And so we would go and pray for our congregants at the hospital in their homes. And I says, you know what? We need to teach people to be better stewards of their body. And so we implemented a program called Kingdom Fit. 
I love it. And we really wanted to make sure that we helped people through education, advocacy, screening, and prevention. And so we set out to teach them about health and wellness through nutrition and also through exercise and really just thinking about what you're thinking of, what you're eating. That's amazing. And uh, so we use a lot of your material Think and Eat Yourself Smart when we implemented this, and it was a tremendous blessing to our oh, congregation. That's amazing. Yeah, they enjoyed that's it. Amazing. Um, what we tackled heavily was the modern American diet. Oh, that's know. good, the mad diet. Right, yeah. because we realize now as physicians that about 85% of the diseases that we go to the doctors for or due to or what we to eat. lifestyle yeah, diseases, lifestyle. mind and lack and of eating. exercise yeah. and eating the wrong thing. Isn't that incredible? So once we started, and they're preventable. That's absolutely, the that's the thing. That's, that's the and crazy reversible thing. and reversible, which is life. wonderful. Preventable, reversible. This is mind changes and lifestyle absolutely. changes. Of, and you know that it's, it relates so much um, to the CDC report that came out in 2014 mm-hmm. and 15, mm-hmm. and again in 16. Mm-hmm. How the trend for people dying 15 to 25 years younger has changed. Right. So people are now people are now dying 15 to 25 five years younger, whereas for decades they weren't. Right. From preventable lifestyle diseases, there's been a reverse in the trend. Yeah, and you know which what? Which is crazy. Which is, which is crazy because it's it's amazing. We know more now yes. about how to do it better, but we're doing but it worse. We're doing it worse and, and people are dying the, younger the than they should be. The thing that's really, I think, a real problem too is that in medicine, you know, mm. we're not curing diseases, we're treating diseases. Disease and management. So that's we're managing mm-hmm. it. And so <clears throat> the emphasis is not to really prevent but it's to just suppress and through pharmaceuticals and through other modalities yeah. uh, to make the body well. But I, I like your mm. ministry because, you know, your Thank ministry you. helps to embrace what I grew up in and know the most about. My father was a pastor and minister and my mother and, and uh, was a school teacher. And so we went to church. We went to school. And so yeah. my dad teases me all the time. He says, you know, you and I do the same thing. We both yeah. lay on hands and heal people. You just went to medical school. Uh, <laughs> just a little thing in between. <laughs> but what has been such a blessing to me personally yeah. Yeah. is that I'm able now to embrace everything that I am and I know That's about incredible. God, about science, That's and bring incredible. it together to really help people get well and feel better and live better lives. And so your ministry has been a blessing. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you for what you do. Okay, so now you have a massive um, sort of – the way you approach it's massive because it's not really – practicing medicine you bring the mind into your into your practice and there's a practice in OBGYN you seeing women with you from what do you always say I love it womb to we treat women from womb to tomb I love it I love it I love <laughs> yeah, it yeah and you know the the thing that I like about it now is that you know we're not just handing out medicines anymore we're not just writing prescriptions for fix all things yeah. we're teaching and helping people understand you are in control of how your body can function you have mm. to think about it and understand you know to make better decisions and really get to the bottom of what's really bothering you what's really causing what's this issue. really causing yeah, you get yeah. into the root cause of that. And so working with patients with that and starting as early as during their pre their fertility years when mm-hmm. they're deciding mm-hmm. that they want to get pregnant. And so particularly sometimes some of our young ladies that are newly married will come mm-hmm. to the practice and, you know, they're excited about getting married. And then when they marry, they have problems with, you know, intimacy and connecting with their husbands because yeah. of past pain and past experiences and unforgivenesses hurts. Yeah. And, you know, impropriety to some extent where they've had some experiences. And it really mm -hmm, does mm -hmm. cause 
a tremendous amount of physical problems mm. based on some of the emotional problems that they have. Which is directly in, in alignment with the research, which is showing that there's a direct causal link between um, life experiences and physical results in our body. And Absolutely. How it, and it can, how it can manifest in a multitude of ways. You know, the infertility, the problems yes. with intimacy, the yes. problems with issues, and yes. physically, etc., etc. There's it a multitude of all goes together. We're starting to learn so. a little bit more about adverse childhood experiences. And there's research mm -hmm. that's showing that children that get exposed to traumatic backgrounds, traumatic mm -hmm. experiences, they have more risk for worsening diabetes, asthma, and other medical Cardiovascular, so cancer. Cancers mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. you know, heart disease. And so this work that you're doing is, is really helping us to wrap our minds around how we can heal ourselves and how we can empower ourselves and empower our patients to really understand their disease process and what they can do about it, basically, in thinking better. Oh, that's, that, that's amazing. It's been a dream of mine to be able to connect with physicians in this in this way and it's it has I mean, I'll be honest with you 20 years ago 25 almost 30 years ago when I started practicing it was almost impossible to try and convince even a PCP to uh, even a psychiatrist mm -hmm. who's supposed to be dealing with the mind to recognize the power of the mind over the body mm -hmm. so it's 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 an absolute dream come true that some of my best friends are this is how you practice yes, medicine yes yes you know, we, we respect and honor the medical side that knowledge is just a gift from god but right. it goes hand in hand it goes hand in hand with the spirit and the soul component Absolutely. you can't separate them we're mind body and spirit and what you're doing the work that you're doing is a game changer for us as doctors Oh, it's wow. a game changer. It's really, really giving us That's a tool to, because we don't get trained like this in medical school. Isn't Nobody trains us like this. And, you know, either you, you, or, you know, just bring someone into your life to help you get exposed to that. But it's a tool that we can have as physicians to help our patients understand that you are, you, your mind controls your brain, your brain and, and your mind controls your body, it controls your hormones, it controls how you walk. How you body. feel and yeah. your stress and your everything, it controls everything. So it's it's really, it's, it's, I'm so happy that, that, that it's having this impact and I'm so happy to see the change. And I, for, for me, the change is it's starting to happen in medicine because for me, it's, it's if you think of it, um, most people will the first line of, 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 of action if they're feeling down or gone through any kind of mm -hmm. issues to go straight mm -hmm. to the PCP mm -hmm. or whatever if it's not if or via or straight to this you know the specialist depending on what the problems mm -hmm. are but as you say they're not trained to deal with mind so then they get slapped onto psychotropics and Absolutely. labeled and then the problem gets you know just accelerates with additional issues and it's that's the labeling it's the labeling, the labeling that's the problem because we as doctors we have to give a label <laughs> because the patients are expecting a label they expect and so uh -huh, if you notice that's how doctors mm -hmm. are reimbursed because you have to write a label, to label. so mm -hmm. the whole medicine is geared towards giving a label and when we give a label then there's a prescription that goes along with it and it's a whole market behind that but we start to notice, and, and I, I start... Is it younger. changing? Yeah. It's, yes, yes, yes. And, you know, when we work with our young moms, when they're getting, you know, deciding to have babies and get pregnant, we work with the mind. We tell them, you know, what's your relationship like? Are you in a stable relationship? relationship yeah. So on and so forth. And so then we start to work with them early on and all the way down through menopause and on through the senior years of life. But you have to work with the mind. And so yeah. we noticed that. I noticed that in my practice, particularly with, we talked about pelvic pain and issues with infertility and issues with menopause. It all starts with you know, how we work with the mind. That's incredible. Okay, so some of the, the biggies that, that can you that, that tend to probably pop up in your practice, PCOS and yes. menopause and 
um, infertility, infertility and um, postpartum depression. Postpartum depression. Yeah. Let's talk now. We, let's talk about some of those. Let's, let's talk with postpartum well, depression. You know, postpartum we? depression. We see probably in about twenty percent of the ladies that after they've had a baby, mm -hmm. generally we say within four months of delivering a baby, mm -hmm. women will sometimes experience something called postpartum blues. Mm -hmm. And with that... Baby blues. Baby Often blues. Being called baby blues. Baby yeah. blues. Mm -hmm. And with that, because there's such a drastic decrease in estrogen mm -hmm. and progesterone immediately after, after, after the birth. Dramatic after birth. And so it changes our hormones. And so mm -hmm. a lot of ladies feel inadequate to take care of their babies. Some of them mm -hmm. feel like, you know, you know, I don't understand. I'm not making enough milk. I don't have the support. There's fatigue. There's perhaps there could have been a traumatic birth experience. Yeah. And so they develop that postpartum blues state. And mm -hmm. so then they come back to us. And so we're forced to, you know, to, to help do them, something, to yeah. do something for them. But what I find now is that we can take a different approach because mm -hmm. when we're trained as doctors, a lot of times, the first thing we want to do, because we don't have much time to spend with them, yeah. is to give them a prescription. Yeah. And so we're learning now that we can support mm -hmm. them. Uh, we can help them with their diet, you know, getting off the modern American diet, making mm -hmm. sure they're getting that, enough. It's a big role. Does that play quite a role in postpartum depression? Huge role. Because mm -hmm. if you're not getting your proper nutrients and you're not mm -hmm. getting your proper rest, then you get depressed and then you get irritable, then you're not sleeping well, the baby's crying at night. You don't have the support, and coincidentally, men can get postpartum blues as well that because of is the stress of that, and they're experiencing the, some of the same things that the women are going And they have through. to now try and deal with the with the in themselves that, but then also in what the what they don't know how to deal with their wives. They don't know how to deal with this new baby. They're all not sleeping. So there's this whole triage kind of thing of going... Intimacy with the relationship has changed. The baby's crying. You know, everybody's tired. Yeah. And so I think the thing we have to roll back and slow down and just get that's a handle a, on what's going on. And that's what's just your story, not what's wrong with you. We what's, need your to, what's your story? What's your story? And, and the, the research shows just by literally saying what's your story. Someone sitting down Talk and doing therapy. that, which is part of what we talk therapy, which is part of what I always did with my family therapy. Mm -hmm. which we're now building into a hormone therapist to actually teach yeah. people how to listen. They yeah. always say the best therapists are the family. If there's an issue in the family, the family's the best therapist. We can work through it. Work right. through it. And you just you, be literally the professionals, the facilitator, but not shouldn't be giving therapy per right. se. Right. You know, and that's, that's I'm sure you, because you see the same Because sort of we're also relational. We're also yes. relational. And yes. almost invariably, uh, when you can help a woman through that period, mm -hmm. if you can help to help her understand and just give her the support that she needs, it really does make a difference in how she does. And so we try to do that. We try to build that in and, and create environments in our practice to where those ladies can get the help that they need. Now, that they is powerful. Better. That is very powerful because I know so many people approach me about postpartum depression. It's something that I speak about. I've done TV shows about it. And um, it is um, the, ma the main – when I first started practicing – you talked, it was talk, it was, mm -hmm. you know, take all, everything you said, what's your story, what's going on, but it's shifted, and now in, in this day and age, it is, there's not even a, well, what's that, they don't even ask those questions, they go straight to the psychiatrist, mm -hmm. or they sent by the PCP yeah. to the psychiatrist, and they slapped onto antidepressants, which then make them feel worse, because you know yourself, I mean, there's more than 3,000 side effects of an antidepressant. Well, not only that, when are we giving our babies, because we believe yeah. that breastfeeding is very, very important exactly. during the early parts to of stabilize the, the to stabilize the baby, hormones. to make sure that the baby nutritionally is sound. 
But what are we giving our babies through those antidepressant exactly. medications? We have to really, really think that through. That's, and so yeah. a lot of These women babies will, are going through withdrawal. You, you've seen that, aren't absolutely. you? Babies are being born with moms that have been through pregnancy on antidepressants. Yes. They've been born yes. with withdrawal. And to watch a newborn in withdrawal, I mean, I'm sure you've seen that. Yeah, it's a problem. It's, it's, it's a real problem. It's a problem you know, in this day and age. Well, what it? it also forces women to do is that much-needed time for lactation support. Mm. They choose not to because they of the medications. So if you're slapped on medication, then... That option gets taken See, away. See, that gets you. taken away, and that's not that's not the solution it's because your mind is numb. So you feel because one of the experiences of one of the ladies that I interviewed who had gone through that experience, she was just immediately put straight onto her PCP. Didn't even literally see her; just referred her straight through to a yeah. psychiatrist. And well, we need that oxytocin. Yeah, like we got to have that. During, during the postpartum time, we need the oxytocin, the milk let down. That helps with bonding. That helps with affection. That's you know well being. Helps the mom. It helps to Being prevent the baby mother. blues. And yeah. it also helps to prevent the baby blues. The serotonin, the oxytocin, the endorphins, all of that stuff is necessary. And it happens normally after the end of pregnancy. But if we're placed on medication, then that whole hormone gets disturbed. Is disturbed. And you've got this whole, and all the side effects happening. You've got the numbing, the medication spellbinding of the, of the antidepressants. The Absolutely. So, you know, so there's a lot of that that can actually accelerate and make something that shouldn't actually last that long become very long. Right. And there's also the whole stigma test that women the, don't talk about. Right, right. And then we get the label. So then yeah. once we finally go to the doctor for, there's the label again, yes. there's more medication. So I think if we can, you know, what's get your story? Get away from labeling. Get away from what's the labeling. Mm-hmm. If we can really train start the, the families, out train the community. Support, mm-hmm. We have something called centering classes that are very, very helpful. You know, we uh-huh. have, uh, this is an opportunity for ladies while they're pregnant to be in a support group. And so rather than just one-on-one prenatal counseling, we're in a support group. We can That's talk beautiful. about what some of our stresses, we can tell each other our story. That's incredible. And when incredible. we're telling our story, then, you know, this is what happened for me and this is what I did. Perhaps mm-hmm. you should try this recipe. Maybe this happens. Well, wow. speak to your husband this way. Let your husband know this. And then you can get the support because get you're in a center and place. So it's a group therapy for prenatal situations. Yeah. Are you familiar with a TV series called The Midwife? I've, I've heard it. Of it is outstanding. And, it, 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 and the reason I bring it up is because it comes back to how they used to do mm-hmm. prenatal and, nat- and, and the postnatal care. And mm-hmm. it was all around the scene. They would come, they would have the, the midwife going to their homes, a lot mm-hmm. of home deliveries, or they could have hospital. But it was all centered around support, explanation, talk, come and share your stories, come together for the groups. Right. And then at, that was the transition in the early 20s, 30s, over to the more hospitalized birth. And that was removed out of the system. Mm-hmm. And there's been that in the, yeah. at that stage, the postpartum depression, the statistics increased. With I'm sure you're aware right, of it. Right, right, in, Totally changed. Well, you know, Caroline, currently my my uh, practice style now. I work with midwives. I work with midwives wonderful. and I work with residents and we train other doctors. And so there's a group of midwives that I supervise. And we can really see the distinction with how the midwives work with their patients oh, versus really? the obstetrician. Yeah. Uh-huh. They connect. So, they, tell the, they find out the story. They find out the they story. They actually go through the whole parturition process of totally different wow. than obstetricians. And so we're starting to see less and less of the postpartum depression because the midwives have listened to the story. And they have a support system. Yeah. They are with the patients 
during the time of delivery when all of the stress of the pain occurs and, and they're the holding fear, their hands. The and, so it's a lot of emotions that are involved. All of Huge, the hormones are yes. changing. There's two and patients child, on the table. I mean, it's, it, yeah, it's something else. Yeah. So that's a beautiful thing. So the midwives, so they've got they've got your expertise, they have but expertise. they're walking because you don't have time to do. Well, we supervise them. So know, that's so they've got your connection. Right, yeah, right. they've got the, the yeah. supervision. We're, we're there. If there are complications if the lady doesn't dilate. If there are other obstetrical concerns, and so obviously we back them up. But it's a beautiful arrangement where you have oversight to midwifery care and you get that exposure as well. This is powerful so, information. Yeah. This is so powerful. We have to have you back for another podcast. Oh, I'd love to come There's back. so many other things to discuss. And I know this has going to, this is going to help thousands of women. Yes. So thank you yes. so much. Thank you for your openness, you your honesty, your me. wisdom. And we, I just love you, Linda. You're oh. amazing. Thank <laughs> you love so you much. Thanks for, Thanks for being back. Sure. Thank you. Bye.